0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas Vayechi, Tav, Shin, Ayin, Zayin, as we close in on the end of Sefer Bracious. End of Sefer Brashas, the climax, as we uh, get into Vayechi Yaakov, Barath Mitzrayim, and we uh, end off the discussions of families, and we start the discussions of nations, the, specifically family and nation, as B'nai Yaakov uh, form B'nai Yisrael. The first time they're called an Am is in next week's parsha, But this is Vayechi, Vayechi Yaakov, and of course, the beginning of the parsha discusses the death of Yaakov Avinu, uh, actually not the death, but what he does before his death, uh, the last 17 years he has in, uh, in Mitzrayim, and he learns Torah with his grandchildren, as the Medrash describes at and Menasheh, he gets sick at the end of his life, uh, so there's a lot to talk about. So let's go to, right away, the brachos. Right, This parsha is, is known for its brachos. Let's go to the first bracha. Paragmemch Pasuk Yud Dalit says uh the Torah by Shani that Yaakov Avinu's eyes became heavy from from um from age, Lo Yucha Liros, and he goes, Yossi brings his children, Ephraim and Manasseh to uh present them to Yaakov. He aligns them as he thinks they should be aligned. He puts Ephraim on his right, which is the uh, small from the left of Yaakov, and Menashe be min Yisrael, obviously because he thinks the Bihar is supposed to get the Bracha, and that's why he arranges the Bihar, Menashe on Yaakov's right. And what happens, we know, Yishlach Yisrael es yimino, V'yoshes al-Rosh Ephraim. He flips the hands. Sikhel es Yadav. He acts with uh, tremendous insight and wisdom, as Unkulus says on here on Sikel as Yadav, Ach Lidohi. He acted with Chachma, Ki because after all the Bakhar is uh, was Menashe. And again we've discussed uh, often in the past, which we will discuss again right now, what was the root issue in this machlokas between Yaakov and Yosef. Yosef obviously thought that Menashe was deserving to, to get the bracha of the right side, of the right hand. And yet, Yaakov Avinu switches the hands on purpose and says, I know who the bracha is, and this is what I am doing. So what exactly is happening? Sikel. We discuss also the, uh, the sin. But let's, this year, see the words of Rebelli Melech Viluzhensk. The Noameli Melech. Source number one. Says the normally Melech, the father of so many of the great Hasidic uh, dynasties, says the normally melech. The Iker part of the pusik is to tell us that Yosef arranged the sons as... Ephraim is on the left side of Yaakov and Manasseh is on the right side of Yaakov. But the Torah has to go and say, well, not don't only realize what sides of Yaakov they were on, realize what sides of Yosef they were on. It's like a very verbose pusik, as we just read it. Ya- Yosef tastes Ephraim on his right, which is the small of Yaakov, and Manasseh on his left, which is the right of Yaakov. Just say, he arranged them in front of Yaakov. That's who he was presenting them to every in minvis moshel joseph whom you tire it seems extra what does it matter what sides of Yosef they were on achnire line 6 she ikmarcheves yakov vinu alav shalom hayola hamshekh liisrael akhrav kalayamim hashpaos vhabrakhos kulam liosem kayam tamid as we know the entire sefer briachus as we bring it to a close this week is ma'isa avos is something that is being put into play that will affect all of Jewish history. Yaakov Avinu is now trying to be mashpia on all of Klal Yisrael through these brachos that he's giving to Ephraim and Menashe, and eventually afterwards the Shvatim. But he's trying to do something to create tremendous bracha and aspa. And he wanted the bracha to go through these two great righteous individuals, Ephraim and Menashe. As we know, and as we'll talk soon, the bracha that we give to our children, whether it's every Friday night, whether it's before Yom Kippur, And of the two people in all of history, in all of the Torah and all of Tanakh, we pick Ephraim and Menashe to give brachos. So they were very special. So what is it about them, and what was Yaakov thinking, and what was Yosef thinking? Says the Noam Elimelech, line ten. Hey and he's going to say something that sometimes many mafarshim say exactly the opposite of what he's about to say about the symbol of what Ephraim was and what Manasseh was. Says the Noam Elimelech. The world needs two types of great tzaddikim, two types of righteous gedolei ador. What are the two types? Ha echad hu tamid ba olam yonim. One type, someone whose head is always in the clouds. He's focused only on ruchnias. He's up there. He doesn't relate so much to the world around him. Ubi lahosif or tamid lamala lamala, to bring ore and light from above. That's number one. First type of gadol. He's totally ruchani. Maybe he's somewhat ascetic. Maybe he's separate. He's not involved so much, but he's a simple. We need him. He's the asod. It keeps an, an amud of the olam. But then there's a second type of tzaddik. But there's another type of tzaddik. He's also a tzaddik, but he's involved. He's involved in people's needs. He's involved in helping people through difficult situations. He uses his Sitkus and he uses his amazing ability of knowledge of the Torah in order to then... Re- relate, relate it, and re- help people relate to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. sadikim olam. And through both of these sadikim, those who are basically sadikim who are not so relating to the world, those who just sit and connect to Hakadosh Hu and work on themselves and focus. But the other type of Sadiq as well, obviously the one that is mashpia in a direct way. V'lezer ratzalam sheikh V'lef alzo sal yadam. And Yaakov Avinu wanted to bring both of these two kohos to Klaal Yisrael through Ephraim and Menasheh. Ki Menashe ha which did each one symbolize? So he suggests, again, though others say the exact opposite, he says the Menasheh was the one that was the Bechar, that was always involved in Ruchnius, that was, again, the Medra says sometimes Menasheh was the one that was the translator. But this is not following that approach. Menashe bachar ha la los the message is the same, whether you think one is, is, uh, which one is the, uh, simple of which. But, Menashe is the one that's totally spiritual. Ephraim was younger. But his focus was, how could I take my tzitkus and be mashpia? And maybe I even have to sacrifice sometimes my own! For the good of the because I'm involved in others. <speaking> in <Hebrew> Which one gets the right hand? Ephraim gets the right hand. Which tzaddik gets the right hand? The one that's not going to sit in private. We need those two, says the normali Eli Melech. But the greater, higher, more significant symbol that Yaakov Avinu wanted to give his right hand to was the tzaddik. That's involved with other people and with the world and mashpia in that way. That's what he wanted to do. Yosef wasn't so sure. And it's fascinating because Yosef was the one that was in galus and that was the Mepharnes for the whole world. And suggested Noble the Yosef maybe thought the opposite. The Yosef, a covenant Yosef, a Hefech. Shahia Sabr, fourth line. Sheminashachashiv, machmas rov kavanasov Aliyaso. Isn't the, the tzaddik yisod olam? Isn't that the, the focus? and that's why he put Ephraim, liamin atzmo. But he thought, it's enough, for why does it focus Ephraim on his right? You'll like, okay, I'll take Ephraim on my right, but he's on your left, because you're giving the bracha. He's gonna be significant. But maybe the more significant one, significant one, is going to be Menashe. But Yaakov Avinu teaches him. Maybe one of the last messages he gives his son is that that's not the one. We need both. They're both going to get brachos. But let me tell you the defining one for us. The Lokain where it's underlined. das Yaakov Avinu Adaraba lafisha Because that was the Iker of Pulis Yaakov to involve others. To be that affected. Ludorosov, He doesn't quote it, but maybe Yaakov was giving this message through, as we know. Avram, if Avram symbolizes Chesed and Yisrael symbolizes Gvura, or some say, right, uh, some type of other uh, focusing on oneself, Yaakov was the synthesis of both Avram and Yitzchak coming together, what he's called Tiferes, the uh, the the, uh, the beauty of all of the Midos coming together, Yaakov Avinu taking the Torah, taking the Chesed, and applying it, that's the message that he wanted to give over to his grandchildren, and that's the secret that he teaches us. And that is the greatest Sadik is the one that, obviously we need all types of Saddikin. But the normally melech means the one that's the mashpia, the one that's involved in our lives, in all of Klai Yisrael's lives, to try to to uh, bring up the, uh, the bring the goodness of Hakadosh Baruch onto Klal Yisrael. There is a related uh, Gemara which we've mentioned in other contexts. I thought I'd mention it uh, again now. We mentioned it in, in uh, Navi Shirim and other Shirim, but it's the Gemara in the Sanhedrin in in Chelak, Aleph, where the story is told of Rabbi Eliezer on his deathbed. Rebbe Liazor was dying. The Gemara says that his Talmidim were surrounding him. Amar Raba Bar Chanok, Shechal Rebbe Liazor Nichnuzu Talmidu His students came in to visit. Amar Lahen, he says, it's Chama Adi Ish There's a fire in the world. I'm hot. I have fever. I'm sick. I don't feel good. His Chiluhen Bochin, Rebbe Akiva Mesachik. They started crying, and Rebbe Akiva was laughing. Kedarko bakodesh. Oh, he's the optimist. Always oh, having the, po- the positive outlook. They say, Rabbi Akiva, this is not the time to be smiling. Well, why? Why are you crying? They say, isn't it pretty obvious why we're crying? Our Rabbi Rabbi Lazar is in pain, suffering, and we shouldn't cry? That's exactly why I'm cry- why I'm laughing. Why? As long as I saw my Rebbe, who had a perfect life, he didn't have any suffering, he didn't have any sured, he was getting everything in this world. His wine didn't go bad, his flax, his oil, his honey, interesting, honey going bad. I thought he's getting all of his char in this world. I see him in... I'm so sorry that he's in pain, but I know in the next world it's going to be perfect for him. Because any little thing that he might need a little cleansing spiritually, I see he's getting in this world. And the next world, it's going to be perfect for him. Turns Rebbe Elezer to Rebbe Akiva. Omer lo Akiva, right? It's a student. He doesn't call him Rebbe. It's Akiva, his first name. What did I do wrong? What What was I lacking? But why am I suffering like this? Amar um, lo. Says Rabbi Akiva, ki adam ein tzaddik ba'aretz asher yase tov He tells his Rabbi, well, remember what Shlomo HaMalach says in Kohelas. Everybody sins. Ein tzaddik ba'aretz asher yase tov There's no tzaddik. That's the answer. And a number of questions come up from this Gemara. The first one is that, that's pretty chutzpahedik, it seems like. That's how you talk to your Rebbe. Oh, come on, Rebbe, you know, Nobody's perfect, you know. So you know you didn't do anything wrong. Well, you must have done something wrong. A little surprising for Rebi Akiva to talk that way to his rebbe. Question one. Question two. We do know there were four people that never sins. Right? The Gemara tells us in two places, in Shabbos and Baba Basra, there are two people, two four people that never sinned: Yishai, Kilov, Binyamin, and Amram. They never sinned. So maybe Reuven was on that list when he answered Baris. But maybe could be. Especially if you're talking to your Rebbe. And third question, usually when the Gemara quotes a Pasuk, it says, v'hoxiv or shene'emar. And here it just says, Limatonu, you taught us. I mean, you taught us. It's a Pasuk in, in Tanakh. It's a Pasuk in Megillah Koheles. So what is? what do you mean, Limatonu Rabbeinu? So one of my Rabbeinu once mentioned the Pshat to answer up, and that is yet to be medayek in the Pasuk, And you have to understand beautifully the four people that never sinned. Binyamin, Amram, Kilov, Shlomo's brother, and Yeshai. What do those four people have in common? So the explanation given is that all those four people are very close to the person who made a difference in Jewish history. But they weren't them. Binyamin and Yosef. Yeshai and David. Kilov, Shlomo, Amram, Moshe. They were perfect! but they weren't the ones that made a difference in Jewish history. Because if we make a difference, then we might have to a little bit sacrifice, a little bit, not willingly and and with knowledge, but we have to be, when we're mashpia and when we're involved, you know, sometimes we have to, we don't mean to, but we can't be the the most perfect, pristine, as we would do if we wouldn't be involved in the world. What Rabbi Akiva was telling Rabbi Lazar was was, was that you were the gadol hador, you were mashpia. You made a difference. You taught us the Pasik. What do you, mean you taught us? You taught us how to understand pshad in the Pasik. What does the Pasik say? Ain't tzaddik ba'aretz asher yaseh There's no righteous person in the land who makes a difference in the world that doesn't sit. Maybe, it might be a tzaddik, what's called in the Yiddish, a tzaddik in pelts, a tzaddik that stays stays in a, in an ivory tower, which, as the norm of the says, we need some of those. But we also majorly need the tzaddikin that are involved it, with us. With other people's lives. Helping people spiritually. Teaching people Torah. Bringing people up. Getting people through difficult times. That's, that's the tzaddikim that we need. And that's what Rabbi Kiba was telling his Rebbe. You were that type of tzaddik. He wasn't saying that he did obviously do anything wrong. But he was that type of tzaddik. And he made a difference in Jewish history. And that says that Omeni Malach is why Yaakov Avinu gave Ephraim the right hand. Okay. Moving right along. Again, a number of, uh, questions that we've dealt with in past years that we're gonna return to, uh, again this year. What well, we just alluded to before. So as we know, Yaakov Avinu gives a bracha to Ephraim and Manasseh. He gives him the bracha and then he says, chas Yosef. And after he gives a bracha to, to, uh, Menashe and Ephraim, he gives a bracha to Yosef. Vayomar, <coughs> the God that my forefathers walked in front of, Hamalachagol, Simi Kalra, Yivarech, Eshana Arim. The Karevahem Shemi, and they will be called in my name, Vishema Yitzchak. As we know, the special bracha, they should be like fish, Yitzgul Arov. Yosef Azadik is not subject to Ayin Hara, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago as well. Question that we've dealt with, and is asked by many, why Dafka, does Ephraim and Menashe merit to be the ones to have their names and the wish of every Jewish parent that their children should follow Menashe and Ephraim? Why dafka the two of them? So we'll add on two ideas this year. Really, one new and one that might have been mentioned in the past. If you look at Mishulchan Gavoa Likut contemporary Likut quotes from two different Shatim from two um, two, contemporary Achronim. Right, right. By we don't say Yisim by women. We say the Imaos. So why don't we say Yisim Chalokim ke Avram Yisav Yaakov? just sounds strange because we're not used to it. But you see, Echalim Kasar Rivka Rachav sounds normal because that's what we always do. So why do a and Menashe merit more than any others? Say he quotes Shlomo Bluch the following unique idea. Bram Kvar Le'el Matzinu Shama Yaakov Yosef. What has Yaakov already told Yosef? Shnei Banim Hanoladim lacha Be'eret Mitzrayim Liheim Yaakov has already elevated Ephraim and Manasseh to the status of Shvatim. They were sons of Shvatim. They were sons of a Shevet, And he has now given the bracha to them that they will now be Shvatim. Right? Ephraim and Manasseh have their own nachla in Eretz Yisrael. Ephraim and Manasseh kiruven v'shimon yuli. Ma ze mi yaakov hayavo. Mishum edis ukfir nechretes. There's a deep message here by saying that these Shvatim they became Shvatim. Why? <speaking in Hebrew> Usually we have the concept called Niskatnu Hadoros. Yeridas Hadoros. Every generation further from my Sinai, Further from my Sub-recious. Every generation is further from the source. Further from the beginning of our, our of um, the Shalshala Samasora, the Chol Dar Cholash, Yaru Mikolo, we look at the previous generations, and we look even just the previous generation. We think about the greats of fifty years ago, of hundred years ago, and they looked at the greats from, you know, Rabbi, Kiv, Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein looked at, at the Chassam Sofer, the Chassam Sofer looked at uh, the previous uh, Rabbi Akiva Endin, Rabbi Endin looked at earlier, and the Rishonim looked at the Amoram, the Amoram looked at the Tanaim, the Sadoros, Adoros. You know what, Bracha, we give our children? It shouldn't go down with you. You should be like Ephraim and Menashe. They didn't go down. They were raised up to be like the previous generation. They're the only two people in all of history that we know were not subject to the decline of generations. The only ones that the Torah itself classifies as... Previous generations. They didn't have it. There's no greater bracha than that. If we tell our children, you should be as, you should be as great as our generation. It shouldn't go down at all. Even though we know there are, greater cha- there are great challenges that our, our children are subject to and involved in now, the bracha that every parent gives throughout the ages is that you should be like me. You should be even better than me. She's stronger. right? The Gemara says, A person is not jealous of a child, just like a rebbe is not jealous of a student. Because the child or the student is an extension of the parent and the rebbe. So says the first pshat, there's no Uri, it, Hadoros, and that's why we use the two of them. The second shot here given is, is, is more commonly offered by other Mafarsha, but we see it here, and it has to do with Midos. It has to do with the Midos of Ephraim and Menashe. Kiyadua. Hakinahi achas, mishloshes, amidos, amatios, adam and olam, as we know. Kinah is one of the three pernicious Midos that drive a person from the world. Kinah, taiva, kavod. Right, the bones rot of somebody who's jealous. So let's think about this. Imagine you're Imagine you're Your father is bringing you to get the brach of a lifetime. You're on the left side because you know I'm by my grandfather's right hand. I'm ready. Here it is. Sock it to me. And all of a sudden, he switches his hands off oh, like a dagger. It hurts Or did it hurt him? No reaction by Menashe. Nothing negative. This is what's supposed to be. This is supposed to be. I'm getting the left hand, I'm good. I'm the Bechar. This is this is what it is. Bechar, Rosh Hashem, Yosef, Omaid, Vinocha, Kate Yagav Sikilis Yadav. How did he do that? Umachem is a Frayimachivatzar al Panov. And this isn't this isn't one event. This is for eternity. For et- we know what happened when Asav, you know, somebody took his bracha. You know what his reaction was? And Menashe's reaction? Nothing. The elbow the piki, imagine the, the embarrassment. Ubemes Yosef Yosef screams about it. The father is upset. What are you doing? calls us Menashe Atsmo, mavlig al Menashe doesn't say a word. Akhiva tsaiya yishala netsach gadov khashimimenu his brother will be khashiv. Yelemitzidohu kol kinosen there's nothing. There's not there's nothing negative there. That's yisimkhala kim kfraim vekhim nashah. we wish our children to conquer that mida. Kinn is such a a destructive Destructive midah that affects so much of our lives, affects our happiness, affects our, our, um, our honesty, affects so much. But that's the bracha we give to our children. We've, we've said this, formulated this a little differently in the past. We've said they're the two first two siblings in Torah Sheb that got along with each other. Right? Which is the same idea. Right? Siblings in Safer Bracious do not have a great track record starting with the first two siblings who killed each other, right? Cain and Hevel, and Shem, Cham, and Yafes, and Yishmael and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Esav, and Lahavdil, but Yosef and his brothers, and finally to Ephraim and Manasseh. So, two ideas why we use those two specifically. Number one, there's no Yeridas Adoros. We wish our children to be as high and even better than us. And number two, we have the Midos that they personify. Moving right along, we're going to review and to add something that we discussed nine years ago, but uh, it's something to review because the Meshechachme is a classic, but Rav Salvechik has a different shot to the same question. We'll see how two of the great achronim read a pusik and read an unkulis. As we know, a little later on, Perak Memchas, pusik Chavbeis. So, Yisrael, Yaakov, after blessing, Menashe and Ephraim, he talks to Yosef, gives them a bracha. Vayomi Yisrael yosef Hinei eschem Yaakov tells Yosef, I'm going to die now. Please bring me back up to Eretz Kanaan. Vayani nasaati and I am giving you shechem I'm giving you a portion above from your brothers. Interesting. The whole Yosef story started with Yaakov favoring Yosef. That's how Parshish of started. And at the end of his life now, Yaakov Avinu is again. And Chazal, we're not so happy about that. But here again, Yaakov is saying that he's going to give Yosef an extra portion. Here though, it's based on, as Rashi quotes, based on the misura that he has. He knew that there was going to be one Shevet that was going to split, and I'm giving that to you. Right? Shehem says, Rashi, but then the phrase that he adds is, I shall ha-emori, that I got from the emori, b'charbi Uvakashti That I got from the emori, which Rashi says is Esav, with my sword and with my bow. b'charbi Uvakashti. Read the positive, it sounds like he fought a war with emori, with Esav. But Onkelis says it's not a war like the war our enemies fight. It's the type of weapons that we use in a totally different context. It says, Uncleus, Dina Savus me da demora bit slowsi, That I got with my prayer. Right, as we say in Kaddish, sloson uva Two types of prayers. And the question that all the Rishonim, all the Ahronim ask is, what's the difference between these two words? And we can think about this every time we daven. Every time we hear Kaddish, tiskabel, which we say whenever we finish Shimon Esrei or when we finish Slichos, we have a Kaddish tiskabel. So what is it? The Cherev, the sword, is called s'lusi and the Keshet, the bow, is called Bausi. Why is there an imagery of weapons of a sword and a bow when it comes to tefillah? So two ideas. First, again, from the Meshachachma, and then from Rabbi Ganak, based on Rev Salvechik, Says the Meshachachma, source number four. Uncle is here again. Beslosi who say their tefilah's kavua. Tselusi is the set prayer that we have. The set tefilahs, the words. Kamosha amar ha-shevach v'at-tefilah <laughs> v'adom We know, like the Raman describes the beginning of the Tefilah, the structure of prayer. Shavach <laughs> bakasha and Shavach <laughs> as we discussed a little bit last week. Right? That that structure is midaraisa. That's ma'akev. So, s'loson is the set part of tefilah. Bausi <laughs> That's bakasha, that's personal tefilos that we have to Hashem. Asher Amr, Imratza Adam l'chadesh Khadesh Me'en k'obra ha'sher Adam You can add in. We add in by Shemei HaTfilah and by L'Kai What's the difference between these two types of tefilos? Says the Meshachachma. Hanaf gemina. Ki seider tefilos. Shizu avoda k'vua kavana ma'akev. When it comes to the specific words that Chazal wrote. Remember, they were Nevi'im. The Ashekaz they have inherent power. Even if we don't have perfect kavana, as we know. If I don't have kavana, is one asray, I don't repeat one asray Even avos, we paskin Because I'm not going to have kavana the second time. But I still should daven. What if I know I'm not going to have kavana? Do I daven? Yes! Because there's something inherently powerful about the words that we say. sagi. That applies by the fixed fila. But what about when I add in my extra special stuff in Shomei HaTefilah? I daven for this, I daven for that. What if I do it all the time and I do it even without thinking? That's There's nothing inherently powerful about my own words. It's all, It depends on the Kavana. It depends on my thought and my heart. Lokin Bechidosh, uh, Shem Mevakesha Adam Mechadash, Boi Kavana Yaseira. Kavana. When I'm focusing on personal. Says the Meshachachma, slow sown, is a sword, ba'ushon, is a bow. What's the difference? What's the difference between a sword and a bow? Says the Meshachachim in the second column, a sword is inherently sharp. You touch a sword to something, it cuts, it hurts, it brings out blood. Be very careful when you check a knife because just a tiny little f- touch, finished. That's our type one, the fixed philos it's like a cherev, it's like a sword. The Ram describes by a person going to Gaulis. But what about a bow? A bow is not like that. A bow depends on the archer. It depends on the kavana of the archer. How good they are in f- focusing on the target and how much they pull back. The deeper they pull back, the farther the bow is gonna go. And that's the second type of tefillah. That's ba'ushon. The deeper kavana that we have with those tefillahs, the stronger and the farther the tefillah is gonna go. Ad kise hakavod. The deeper we pull it. That's what he writes unbelievably on the on the left side. Cheruv ubaatvo. We read that. Aval akash akeshes baatvo eino mazik. Rak koach hamore v'tolun koach v'rochol kamorav It depends, and that's why cheruv and keshet perfectly fit the two types of Tfilos, Says the meshechachma. That's slow, and that's how we can think about Hashem except our slow sound uva uson. Here, at Rabbi Gennak in the Berchas Yitzchak here in source number five has a different shot. Then he quotes her of Salveitschik related to it. Says, the Birchaz Yitzchak, line four. Nira lefariches d'ver Yaakov v'charbi Vakashti. Sha'kavana ha'chere v'akeshesh ha'myuchadim li she'hem fila, v'lo ha'chere v'akeshesh shal First of all, as we said, he's not talking about the weaponry of Esav. Right? They uh, what Yaakov, ya- Yaakov lives by the, uh, the peh. And Esav lives by the sword. Achar Not that type of sword. Right? Yishmael is the rovek kashas. Isav is the Cheriv, Yishmol is the Rove. Avol Hacherav Akeshas Yaakov ishtam Yoshevo alim heim Tfilah. It's Tfilah. So what is it? So he quotes Rav Salvezik. Ma chiluk lashon slowsi min aloshen bausi. usi shtei lashon as we say in Kaddish. But slowzone line ten he Tfilos ba pratiyim pratim and nitzrichim lokol echad. are private needs, personal needs, Parnasa. Refua, Chachma, Shalom Bayis, all the, the children, spouses, all of that, that's slow zone. Anything affecting me, personally. And we might say that's the first half of the Bakashos in Shemona Esrei. You know what Ba'uson is? Those are the national tfilas. Those are the tfilas, Mashiach, those are the tefillos of Melacha, Weftstako, Mishpat, Tzaka, Bisho for God, Lechei Ruseinu, Leirushalayim, Ircha, Vsechazena, Eneinu, Rusei Hashem, That's the second type of tefillah. Esamachtavet That's the difference between slow son of a uson. So what about the sword and the bow? A cherev is a weapon that you use. Right close to an enemy that's very near you. Nobody uses swords nowadays. We use tanks and missiles. You're far away. But in the days of old, how is a sword used? When there's, when there's man-to-man combat. A sword can affect what's right in front of you. That's a tefillah that we need right now. Me, right now, I need the answer. Shein tefillah sarach miyad ubekarov lacherev. Geula, I know my tefillah might not bring it right now. But Hashem's taken my tefillah, and whenever it's coming, like a bow, I shoot the bow. It could be a little far, but I know He takes my tefillah. Abu Dvarim Shein Abu the Knessis Yisrael, sh'adam Sarach Les Konin, Lahavin have understand, Gula is a, is a, is a process. that's compared to the Keshes. And those are the two types of tefillahs that we have. Slow so, Hashem except my personal tefillahs, and accept the tefillahs I'm davening on behalf of, of Klal Yisrael. The Meshachachma and Rav Salvechik giving pshat to one line in Unkelis in our parsha. Okay, moving right along. We'll relate to something that those those here that were in uh, Shabbat Shuvah, we mentioned part of this then a couple of months ago, but um, two thoughts, it's the same thought that's said by two of the great achronim. We just had two great achronim that gave two different pshatim, but now we'll see through the words of the Midchas Asher, of Asher Weiss, and of Kamenetsky the same idea based on a Vilna based on a Grah. The Grah itself is worthwhile just to focus on, unbelievable, but they both say the same idea based on the Grah. So we know, the Gemara Pesachim tells us, I didn't give you a repeat, but um, the Gemara tells us, that Yaakov Avinu is based on the Pasuk. Right? Yaakov Avinu gathers all of his children beginning of Perak Memtes. Hey asu now, Let me tell you what's going to happen la'asid la'vo in the future. And we know he was about to say over what he what, what's going to be in the future Mashiach and all of a sudden his vision is closed off. Right? Rashi quotes at the beginning of Ayachi also so he says to the Shvatim he says oh, is there is there a problem here? Is, does somebody not believe fully? And they say, Hashem Elohim, Hashem achad, No, Hashem! Shema Yisrael. Right, listen, Yisrael. Yisrael, that's their father. Hashem Elohim, Hashem And he says, Baruch Shem Kavol Malchusol, the Olam That's the conversation. And that's the Gemara in Psachim that Yaakov said it, Moshe didn't say it, that's why we say it quietly. Fine. Says the Gemara in Chagika, based on this phrase that we say twice a day, Baruch Shem Kavol Malchusol, the Olam Says the Gemara in Chagiga Daf Gimel, both the Milchasher Asher and the Emes quote quoted. Line three now in the Milchasher. Asher. Isa, Echad Omer Sheish Sheish The Gemara in Chagiga says that one pasuk says Malachim have six wings, Echad Omer Arba upon him, V'Arba Kanfos LaAchas, and one says four wings. The Malachim have six wings. The Malachim have four wings. Says the Gemara. Well, it depends. Kayam, When we have a base at Mikdash and we're all good and we're all in to Israel and Geula time, then there are six wings. Angels have six wings. But when we are in Gullus, then angels have four wings. Right? That is, the, that is the Gemara. Says the Arizal, based on the Gemara. You know what it says on the six wings of the Malachim? Obviously Malachim aren't physical. But the message on the six wings... Barach Shem Kevod Malchuso Liolam Vaed. Those are the six wings of the Malachim, says the Arizal. Shis Tivan Kineged Shis Gadfin. Six words, Kineged the six wings. So it's the Gemara, the Arizal, and now the Gra. Says the Gra. So which two words are missing in Galus? Right, the six wings are Bismand. There's a base of Mikdash. Barach Shem Kevod Malchuso Liolam Which? Words are missing, says the Grah K'vod Malchus. Those are the two words that are missing. Because when we're in Gaulus, we don't have the covet of Hashem's Malchus. We don't have the glory. It's not there. We daven that it should happen again. It says the Grah, that's what we say every Yontif. In Musuf, Galay K'vod Malchuscha Aleinu. Hashem, we want to see, God, reveal it. We want to see those wings open. We want to see. Galay Reveal it. We want to see your covid. Galei is confiyam alachem sheniskasoy de churban abayez veniske shuv. La beis amigdos la hakar of karbanas shimcha kvod malchuscha alenu. We want to. And then he adds that the ben yehoyada on that Gemara and chagiga, the ben ischai, adds, maybe that's even the kavanath we say two, three times a day, ashrei. Kvod malchuscha yomeru. ugvuraschei daberu. They will say, we want to see your kvod malchus. Three times a day, we could have that kavana. We want that k'vod malchus. We want the the malachim in in the in full, and that's we want the full Barak Shem back again. The first first source of baruch shame is Yaakov Avinu, right as he's about to give the brachas. But now we don't have it. But based on that, the Minchas Asher and Reb Yaakov Kamenetzky then add. So far, we have the Gemara. And then we have the Arizal, and then we have the Grah. The Gemara, about the Chiluk of the six and the four. The Arizal, the six is Barak Shem Kavod. The Grah, which two words are left out? Malchusa. Malchusah. Ravashavai does close the Apterov, that maybe there's two different words missing, Leolam Void, but we're not going to go into that right now. But both say, that it goes even further. It's even deeper. If you look in one of the Targubim, the Targum, one of the Targum Yerushalmis on our Pasuk, there are a number of Targumim that we have going back to the time of the Midrashim. But if you look in one of the Targumim, the Targum on Baruch Shame says, he quotes it on line 37, if you had a look, Targum Yerushalmi Isa, Sha'amar Yehei Shmei Rabba. Yehei Shmei Rabba Mivarach is the Targum of Baruch Shame Kivon Ma'chusol the Alambo without The K'vod Malchuso. (inaudible) Yehei Shmei, Barach Shem, Le Olam Vo'ed, Le Olam Le Amalia. Says the M'nechazashin, Le Olamus Yaakov, we can't say Barach Shem K'vod Malchuso out loud nowadays, because it's not true. Two of the wings are closed. We don't have full K'vod Malchuscho. Midaven for it. Galei K'vod Malchuscho aleinu. But we scream out without the Barach Shem. We can't say that whole phrase out loud, because it's not true. B'zaman But we scream out Yehoshmei, because that is alive today, and we yearn for more. But that is what the Jew explains the Midrash Asher, inside wants to scream it out, but we can't. But that's as much as we could do. Baram, line 32. We wish on Yom Kippur. So we discuss Shabbat Shuvah. We scream it out for various reasons. The Eich uh, sar Baruchinu. How do we How do we stop ourselves? We have to. We have to stop ourselves. But Yeheshme is when we can scream it out. Tach nivsar. Nivzar Mimenu olomar Barach Shein B'Kol Gadol B'Kol Kochenu Omer Manu Yehashmei Ravah kol Gadol B'Molei Kochenu. And that's exactly what the M.S. Yaakov also says uh, as well. But the Rabbi Yaakov just adds on two points to this amazing idea. Number one is... Yaakov Avinu said it out loud. Right? Yaakov said, Barak Sheik, K'vod Was there K'vod Malchus in the time of Yaakov Avinu? So, so it's interesting that that's how, you know, after we don't have, a, we don't have a, they didn't have a base of English yet, but it was still called K'vod Malchus at that time. Says Rabbi Yaakov, line 32 in the Emesli Yaakov, he was in Egypt, but it was K'vod Malchus because that's where all the Jews were. Similar to what the Gemara says in Megillah, usually you only say Halal on the nace of Eretz Yisrael, but before they went in, you were allowed to say on the nace of Chutzleretz. And that's why Pesach we say Halal. Before they went in, so that's why they could still stay K'vod Malchus. But the thought is the same. And he just adds one other point at the end. How could the Avos call their father by his name? Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. You're not allowed to call your father by his name. Halach in Shulchan Right? Even if I have a friend who has the same name as my father, and it's an unusual name that not too many people have, and my father's in the room, I'm not allowed to call my friend that name. Shulchan aruch discusses that in Yerodea. So says the Amosli Yaakov at the end, Yesh LaHakshos, Kira Shvatim esavim Bishmo Mipanov. So he says maybe, it must be, that's why they said Yisrael and not Yaakov. Because Yisrael was not really his name. That was his title. That's what he received after fighting with the Malach. It was a, it was a, it was a name, but it wasn't the real name. And that's why the Shvatim were allowed to say that. And that's why forevermore, that is what we say. Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem Echad. Okay, that's Barach Shem. We should never say Barach Shem again the same way. We shouldn't say Yehosh Rabbah the same way, or Gali K'vod Machus or K'vod Machus Yomeru. You know, hopefully during one of these four or five filas that came up in this uh, this little thought, uh, we could add it to to our Kavana. Moving right along to some of the brachas themselves. We'll focus on one. One brach Yisachar. We discussed this a number of years ago as well, but now we'll see it through the eyes of Yeruchim in the Das Torah. What's the bracha that Yisachar gets? Yisachar chamargarem. Yisachar is compared to a donkey. Rovates ben Amishpatayim. He's loaded down between the borders. Vayar Menucha Kitov. He saw Menucha that it was good. What does Menucha mean? Says Rashi. Ra al Lachelko Eretz Mivoreches V'Toval Peros. He liked his portion in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. But we know what Menucha is. How does Menucha fit with Yisachar? The first passage by Yisachar is Yisachar chamar Gorem, which usually a donkey is the symbol of carrying a heavy load, of schlepping. You see a donkey carrying even more than its own weight. And and how did Yisachar get this? Now we know Yisachar with a B'tehamid HaChamim, Yodei Bina, as is described uh, later on. So how does that fit with menucha, which is, is it, isn't menucha like relaxation? Is it menucha like rest? Shabbos menucha? So how exactly are we supposed to understand this, this bracha, which as we know, these aren't really brachos, but they're really reflections of the mahus of every shevet. Right? Ruve, Shimelevi, didn't get brachos. But it's who they were. So this is who your sachar is. So what, what is it? Says of Yerucham, Let me ask you another question about Torah. Again, question that Chazal already asked. Why was the Torah given in the desert? Wouldn't it have been better to switch history a little bit? First, let's go into Eretz Yisrael. Let's get our portion in Eretz Yisrael. Let's split up the land. Let's be relaxed in our own houses, in our own neighborhoods. We're all good. And now we'll get the Torah. No, we have to get it in the deserts. Like, well, okay, the Chazal asked this question already. But what's the message, another message for us? It says Rev Yeruchim, line four. <laughs> but no! It was given to them in the hardship, in the heat, in the uncomfortable. Again, we had the man and we had the bear. Okay, but inherently a desert is really hard. Right? So what is it? What was the purpose? Just like the Torah teaches us something, the way the Torah was given teaches us something. Says the Das Torah. For sure, we need minucha in order to properly fulfill Torah. But what does menucha mean? Toim an sheha olam. Many people out there think that menucha means thirteen menucha zaguf, physical relaxation, serenity. That is what I need. Says every That is one type of menucha, but that's not the type of menucha that'll help somebody commit themselves and fulfill in the world of Ruchnias. Minucha that comes from resting one's body and filling one's needs physically. It's just the opposite. The more we feel satiated, satiated, in our physical, we're relaxed, we're full. That is not a recipe for spiritual growth. It doesn't mean we're not saying take seriously and literally, not seriously, not take literally the hulu, but he's saying if that's a focus, I need, I'll learn, but it's got to be perfect temperature in the room. It's got to be, you know, at a time when I got a full night's sleep last night and everything's good and there's no noise coming from the outside and and my kids aren't going crazy and then then I'll I'll be able to serve you and, and properly learn. He says, that's that's not it. It's kind of like when a parent wants a child to be able to sleep through anything. The dafka won't make it perfectly quiet at the beginning. So you get used to noise. They tell a story in the Revol- in the Revel Yashiv biography that he used to take a little nap uh, certain times. So his children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren used to say when he was sleeping, you know, tell everybody to be quiet. Shh, you got to be quiet because he's sleeping. When he was learning, you could do anything you want in the house. He wasn't going to lose focus. There could be anything going on. He wasn't. If you ever see pictures of Rav Yoshev, he never picks up his head. Every picture of him, he's looking in the Sefer. You can't, you can't budge him because he's focused. He loses himself in Torah. How does that come? Not out of minuha's Haguf, in that sense. It comes out of a recognition of minucha that I have one goal. I have one goal. The more menucha we have, sometimes it can lead to if I get too relaxed, I just can't get out of bed and I'm lazy. So what are we supposed to do? Real menucha is when I am happy with what I'm striving for and my goal in life. One goal. And he quotes the the uh, the beginning of the Ramchal in the Mesillas Sisharim, sheyizbara v'yis ames eitzala adam machovaso baolamo. What's the name of the first paragraph? Mesul Sisharim? Chovasa adam baolamo. What's my job in this world? If I know what my job is and my actions are focused on that, then I have menucha. And if I know if I can't accomplish something, and Hashem puts something else in my in my on my plate. Okay, but this is the goal I'm trying. If I can't do this, I can't. I'm going to try my hardest. And he gives another mashal. Here's another mashal. (laughs) Achaya, line 35. Soldiers are trained to be in situations of warfare, to be in situations of pressure. You don't train a soldier under the greatest conditions, relax, get a full night's sleep, and then wake up late, and, yeah, you you want to practice? No, because then when it comes to the real thing, they're not going to be able to focus on it. My son's in training right now. He tells me you have to create. You have to create an environment. If if I'm always in a relaxed, I'm gonna. When something pressurized comes, I'm not used to it. I'm just not gonna be able to function. Says Rav Yerucham, we have to train ourselves like that to have one goal in mind, no matter what's going on around me, even if there's. Challenges and there's other stuff going on in my life. I have to focus. I have to learn. I have to daven vechulu, and that's the menucha that Yisachar had. Vayar menucha kitov, and that's why he was able to schlep the the bundle of Torah. Line fifty-two. He nehiker milas the ultimate menucha. And again, he's not saying that we shouldn't have some type of real what we would call relaxation time, but that's in order to regener, uh, reenergize ourselves and to get back into it. And that's not what life is about. There could be a need for that at some points, but that's not the goal of our life. It's a means, it's not an ends. And that is the message of what Yisachar understood. Okay, moving right along. One more thought on the Parsha, and then we'll try to squeeze in a thought on the Haftorah. There's a very surprising Rabbeinu B'chai. Rabbeinu B'chai, towards the end of the Parsha. Yaakov Avinu dies, and the brothers come to Yosef. And say to him, they make up a story, Pashtus. Yaakov said, our father said that you shouldn't be upset at us. It's not even 100% clear. From that, Pashtoq, like it sounds like it, but it's not explicit in the Torah that Yaakov ever found out what happened. Right? It's not clear in the Torah whether that he ever found out what happened. The brothers, though, come to Yosef in here in Parak Nun. Pasik Yudzain in the last parak of Sefer Breshis. Ko Yosef. The brothers tell Yosef in the name of their father. Tell Yosef, Anna, Sana pesha, achecha. Right? So according to this formulation, he knew. Unless they're just making up the whole story. Sana pesha, achecha, vechatasam, kiragamalucha. Literally, what does this mean? Carry, bear the negligence and the sin of your brothers. Kiragamalucha. That they did something evil to you. Please, the fesha, this the sin. And Yosef cries. It does not say that Yosef answered them. It just says that he cried. Next pasuk. They went and Yosef, Yosef, don't worry. My God, don't worry. who had a plan. Was Yosef mochel them? Yosef kept saying it was God's, it was God's plan. Says Rabina Bachai, source number ten, and he's a reshon. He could say this. Take if Aviv Bachah. Why did he cry? Because his father just died, and they mentioned his father's name. He was still emotionally raw at that time. Take if Aviv skirlo Aviv Bacha Lagodela Ava Venichmur Ve'hinei Vihine Achiv Bikshu Meman Mechila. And it doesn't say that he was mochel them. Doesn't say. Chazal say he should always be mochel, but Chazal also say that tshuva is not completed until you get mechila. And even though it says please carry our sin Yosef didn't really answer them VM Kane and if it's true according to my reading and again Yosef wasn't an achzar here chas v'shalom, Yosef atzadik he wasn't brazen and hard but maybe Yosef felt that it wasn't it wasn't up to him to be mochel it was a type of chait that it was up to Baruch Hu. he was leaving it in God's domain right sometimes rachman something is done that it's, it's, it's up to God. Somebody is so wronged, even though Chazal say we should be Mochel, but maybe this Yosef felt this was more of a national issue and event, that it was up to Kaddish Baruch, if this is true, that he wasn't Mochel them. Line 6. And that's why I suggest the Rabbeinu Bachai later on in history that we still paid for it. Asara Malchus. Many sources connect, and some even say that the emperors or the Caesars that put the Asara Malchus, who weren't all at one time, it was various generations of Tanaim connected to Yosef's brothers. The ten brothers that sold him connected the Asara haruge Malchus. Maybe partially because Yosef didn't, maybe he couldn't offer them Mechila, and therefore this held was was held over our heads of, uh, all the way later on in history. Then he adds the guf is a covering for the nefesh, and then he quote. I'm sorry, I skipped. I skipped. I was I was reading the next repeat of Rabbi Na'bahai. Rabbi Na'bahai in our parsha refers to after he makes this comment of note mechila, he refers to what he writes at the end of Miketz. Where he talks about it says the word Anashim ten times in that section, referred to the asar Rugemachlus. We don't have time to go through it, but that's his suggestion relating Yosef's actions or lack of actions, so to speak, with the Asar Rigemachlus, and he quotes Psukim where it's hinted to. Feel free to uh to uh to read the rest of that uh, Rabinabakai. Let's just try to squeeze in one more thought on the Haftarah. The end of the Haftarah. Of course, is David HaMelech's last instructions to Shlomo right before he dies, just like Yaakov gave his, his last instructions to, to the Shvatim. And David says, I'm going the way of the world and he gives him a couple of instructions to do. And some of them are pretty surprising. Right? David HaMelech was was hurt and was uh, pained and cursed at and thrown rocks at during his lifetime. And you read the Pesukim, he doesn't do, do anything. But there are certain people that David HaMelech says, you know, Shlomo, you gotta take care of them. After I pass on, it's up to you. Including Shimi Ben Gera, right? Line three. Shimi Ben in the uh, I'm reading now in the uh in the Musar uh, of Hanshwal Evits, but he quotes these Tsukim from the Aftora Mi Bagrim Hu Kilani Kalanimrates biyom Lehti Machanaim, right when he was running away from uh away from Avshalom. Uh, Vishavalo Bashem, Vata Ki you take care of him. Ask the Sichas Muser. Was David interested in Nakama? Like, what, what was the purpose of this? See, he let it slide during his lifetime. He was an, uh, he was, a a So now we say, no, Dob Tomo, don't let him get away with it. David's not, there's an Isra of Nakama, isn't there? Question one. Question two. We don't have time to read the whole thing, but we're just going to give the highlights. Question two. God is called, we said it this morning, Kel Nakamos Hashem. God is called a God that takes Nekama. I don't want to even translate that because it has a negative connotation to say it's vengeance or revenge. But if you say it about HaKadosh Baruch it, it can't mean that. So A is David interested in it. B is HaKadosh Baruch And one other. There, we have, I've read this Rambam before. What does the Rambam mean? Turn the page for a moment. The Rambam writes in Ilkha Shabbos, the middle of the source, line 26. Oser lishma me'ebe chelo shav taschol shi sakana it's usser to delay if somebody's life's in danger you have to fast quickly save them get them to the hospital she'embera shiyaso o samadam vechaibam you know what you see from vechaibam that pikuach nefesh is do chashav she'ein mishbetea torah nikama baolam the laws of the torah are nikama elorachamim vechesed veshalom baolam but the ways of the Torah are, are compassionate and kind and peaceful. And the apikarsim that say, no, you can't be Mechal Shabbos for, to save a life, that's terrible. What does the Rambam mean? That if we wouldn't be Mechal Shabbos, the Torah would be viewed as Nikama. The, the Torah? What's the Torah with revenge? It can't mean that. Says the Sichas Muser, says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, the message of Nekamah, the Kama. Rather does not mean what we th- as we usually translate it. In the way that we usually use it, yes, it has a negative connotation. But in the ultimate ideal sense, nakama means a way that the world works. Nakama means strict justice, and that's ultimately what we want for personal, you know, need. And he did that to me. I wanted to get back at it. But that's for a personal reason. But the way Akkadish runs the world, what we would call Mida Kenegan Mida, that's kind of what Nakama is. In the best way possible. David Hamelech on his deathbed, he, di- he didn't take it personally. But maybe that's Dafka why he waited. Because he knows this person was more Bamalchus and this is what he deserves. And maybe he didn't want to have it during his lifetime so it wouldn't appear as anything personal. See, he delays it till after he dies. And Shabbos, per se, you might think Shabbos is Shabbos. Shabbos, how can we... Shabbos? Bechal Shabbos? Yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu wants... Hashem is mochel on his covenant. Hash, Hashem, rachamim, chayim, Shalom. I don't need it to be nekama. I don't need it to be exact justice, exact what you think. No, no. I can push off Shabbos. And of course, that's why Hashem is called Kel Nekamos Hashem. Again, if it's used in a, in a vindictive, personal, um, selfish way, so then it's an Avera, and it's a terrible Avera, and it's a very hard Avera, Losikam or But in the ultimate sense, how it's used by davin HaMelech, how it's used by Yadosh Baruch it is more of the strict justice of Mida Keneged Midah that we know HaKadosh Baruch operates the world through that Midah. Okay, we'll have to stop here. Hashem, next week we will pick up with Sefer Shamos. So we get into the second Sefer of the Torah.